Hi, I'm Jenica Schwartzman. And I'm Mark Hampson. We're brother and sister, and we have an older brother named John Hampson. He's not here. But I am. Welcome to XPK, which stands for Ex-Pastors Kids. Not really. We discussed that it's not really because we're not pastor's kids anymore at all, but because we're adults, we're not pastor's kids. Because our dad's not currently a pastor, we're ex-PKs. <laughs> I mean, for me, it's not entirely because our dad's not a pastor anymore, even though he's not. I'm not entirely clear on the name, but it looks cool. And it's important that you know that. <laughs> But XPK to me feels like because we're in our like mid to late 30s, it's okay to just talk about things now. Like we're not PKs anymore. We're people who, you know, that's part of our identity, but it doesn't like rule who we are. There's like so many more formative years after that childhood phase of being PKs that it makes me feel like it's just one aspect of me and not like when people meet me they don't go oh you're a pk anymore but they did for like my first 18 years of life right that's a lot of where this came from is that growing up being a pk uh being the the child of a, a pastor or growing up with your parents in ministry puts you in a certain category in people's eyes <laughs> I want to say we were all into our 30s before the three of us really started talking about the fact that we had very different, while we share experiences, we, we all had still had very different home and church life experiences. Um, totally. Oh, yeah. We had to be like full adults right before like we can take off the trauma coat and be able to talk out some things, be like, well, you know mine was different because of this reason. And we're able to see that as adults, especially because all of us have young children. Now we're able to see what children can grasp at different ages and how their life experience is different than siblings. One of the things that's difficult about being uh, a child growing up working behind the scenes in the church is that church becomes so much your home. And so when our church closed, you, you kind of lose touch with that church family um, and what you feel. I'm saying church a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like that's gonna be a thing we gotta get over it <laughs> I know but it's just so annoying I, it, <laughs> I, I hate it um, <laughs> and we're adults now and we have kids and choosing a church is also got its own feelings because it's not gonna be their home <laughs> the way that it was our home and I feel like I miss my home and I can never go that you know the whole saying you can never go home again and um, our parents are no longer married. We can never go home again to a church that doesn't exist in a marriage that doesn't exist in houses that like aren't, you know, nobody lives there from our family anymore. So we can never go home again. Right. In a church, you know, people say it's just a building and it's it's more than that. It's people, it's events. But also for for when you were a kid. It's also that building was pretty important. Yeah. And like for years, I know all three of us, we would like when we visit home, you drive by the building, you get out and you look at the windows and you go, hey, the sign's still up. Hey, they haven't cleared out the furniture. Um, you know, does anyone stop the key? Um, probably lots of other stuff we shouldn't be doing. <laughs> I um, longed with and- all of my heart to walk <laughs> through the building more than the possibility of walking through one of my parents' homes. Walking yes. through the church building 
was so much more of a desire. When you're by yourself in your car driving to your hometown, there's like, there's nothing, nothing like that feeling of what do I really want? What am I longing for? And I, I stood against that dusty, extremely overly dark tinted glass door. Glass is a funny word to describe those windows. Um, I leaned against those 60, 70 times in the first five or six years, um, hoping that I would find a key under a rock or something so I could go and just walk through the building and smell the walls. Yeah, you brought up, Mark, something that I find so poignant in our conversations is that what we were taught is what we believe. Um, but it's like to, to the great chagrin of our parents, <laughs> they don't love all of the extreme, radical, universal love and tolerance that we were raised with. <laughs> right extremely honest people who are like a big servant heart like everything about our church was um, very welcoming and um, very listening to people from all different backgrounds our church was what you would call in church speak a church of unchurched people and so that means that our church did uh, a lot of outreach you know planting in a city that had a lot of people who didn't grow up in the faith um, whereas now um, you and I both attend a church that is filled with people who grew up in faith. Which is a little difficult to be around for me, honestly. Um, Same. It's a struggle that I don't think I'll ever get over is being in a church full of, of church people um, because we grew up with a few people who were in ministry um, who didn't even share the same faith as us a few years before. Like leaders in our church were people who were very new to the faith. And that's that's the energy and the light that I feel like we seek out in what we do as adults. And, you know, it, it's something to discuss. Yeah, it's sometimes it's more comfortable to talk to people who are also looking for answers than for people who think they have the answers. That and a whole lot of other things are are uh, some of the uh, stuff I'm, I'm looking to get into in this. Um, but I think I think today we're going to wrap it up, and I'm really excited to talk more to you um, about all this stuff, these things we've been talking about for the last couple of years. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm excited to ask you questions about your point of view for various subjects. And we like have outlined a lot of subjects and things that would be fun to poke and ask of each other, um, that we also want to talk to John about, and we want to talk to some other people about. So there will be a lot of, um, relatable stuff. We are the age group of older millennials you don't make the cut of a millennial do you i am an exennial oh i'm sorry (laughs) oh that was very rude of me (laughs) so i'm the eldest like couple years millennial you're an exennial so that's the generation of christians who are in southern california um or maybe all over the country they would identify with a lot of stuff that we're going to be bringing up uh culturally things that we participated in 
the way you know Christian trends, trends in music, trends in everything. Uh, our parents came from back east, and so there's a lot of back east Midwestern stuff that was brought here. So we'd identify with a lot of those people too. Yeah, ho- hopefully though, um, we'll be talking about things that everyone who uh, grew up a certain way. Um, not grew up the way we did, but can relate in the way that uh, everyone has their own unique, as we found within our own family, our own siblings. Everyone grew, grew up in their own little world. Um, yeah. That while we share things with each other, um, we also all have these billions of little bubbles um, that experience the world differently and sharing them with each other uh, really helps bridge that gap and uh, brings us together. Totally. Well said. All right. Well, we will talk to you very soon. Um, hey, hit subscribe if you want to come back and, and listen to more. <laughs>